There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome to Game of Opinions, a new football podcast from Eurosport to help you get through 2020. Now, our first show has a slightly unfamiliar feel. As you might expect, due to the current lockdown, I actually hosted our debut episode via a Zoom call. But despite those restrictions, we attempted to immediately tackle a big question. Who should win the men's PFA player of the season? I'm Ben Snowball, and I was delighted to be joined by award-winning author Carrie Dunn and Eurosport football experts Marcus Foley and Pete Charland for the opening episode. Enjoy. The format's very simple. We've all picked different players and made our individual arguments in written form on eurosport.co.uk. Now it's time to see if our beliefs will stand true or crumble under examination. We'll start by making our cases briefly, then open the floor for some awkward disagreeing. Carrie, over to you. Who have you picked and why? Thank you very much. I have picked Manchester City's Kevin De Bruyne. And my argument for him is that he has had a fantastic season, obviously. But it's much more difficult to be absolutely brilliant and world-class in a team that isn't doing so brilliant, rather than one that is coasting away at the top of the table and rolling out simple wins every week. De Bruyne has been fantastic uh, in Premier League competition, also Champions League competition. Who can forget his performance against Real Madrid? Um, Yeah, Kevin De Bruyne, best player of the season for me. Thank you, Carrie. Over to, let's go for Pete Charland. Pete, who have you got for us? Thank you very much, Ben. I've gone for Liverpool captain Jordan Henderson. Over the last four or five seasons, we've quietly watched Henderson reinvent himself from a complete and utter joke to one of the most complete midfielders in the Premier League. We're now at a stage where Henderson has completed that evolution. He's in his final form. And right now, he's putting forward the case to be that heartbeat of this incredible Liverpool team. Very succinct. Very nice. Marcus Foley, who have you gone for? I've gone for another Liverpool player, but I've gone for Sadio Mane. Basically, he's the best player in the European and World Champions. I don't think there's a weakness in his game. And he steps up in clutch moments. He's done it in both Champions League finals. And he has been consistently excellent for three seasons for Liverpool. And while in previous seasons you've had Salah, who's taken the limelight, then you've had Van Dijk. Mane has been superb for them three seasons. Where they've sort of peaked and troughed, he's been consistently brilliant. And I think that is the measure of a world-class footballer. And completing the lineup is none other than me. And I've gone for Liverpool defender Virgil van Dijk. Now, I'd say that Jordan Henderson is the romantic pick. De Bruyne is the wildcard pick. And Sadio Mane is the smart pick. But I'd say Virgil van Dijk is the correct pick. I mean, he's been at Liverpool 27 months, two Champions League finals, winning one, and now Liverpool's two best Premier League campaigns to date. I mean, there used to be a joke before he arrived, punchlines involving Dejan Lovren, Steven Gerrard's slip. But now they're just a really reliable outfit. And you almost forget that they were this joke team dropping points 
And also he allows the system to take place as it is. So Trent Alexander-Arnold and Andrew Robertson can play as extra wingers. They're not really defenders, they're wingers because they know that Van Dijk's at the back and will mop up pretty much anything. And I'll open it to the floor. Pete Sharland, I'm going to start examining you, if I may. No one, when they see a team sheet, says, oh no, Jordan Henderson is starting. No one says that. But they might just say it about Van Dijk or indeed Mane or indeed De Bruyne. Yeah, and I accept that there's probably arguments to be made that all three of the players that you guys have selected are actually better players than Jordan Henderson. But that's entirely the point of the Henderson argument is that all of a sudden, very quietly and very under the radar, he's rebuilt his career from, let's be honest, it was in an abyss. I mean, at one stage, Henderson's career was looking like being remembered for that Alex Ferguson quote about him. And he was going to be the symbol of this Liverpool banter era, really. And then in the latter stages of Brendan Rodgers' career, he started to rebuild himself. Klopp has taken him to a whole new level. And it's all come together perfectly this season, because I would argue that in previous years, he was a player who was more doing the dirty work, doing the basics, not trying to overcomplicate things, which was better than him trying to be the next Steven Gerrard, let's be honest. But this year, he's brought back that attacking creativity that we saw when he was a kid. And some of the link-up play he's had this season, especially down that right-hand side with Trent, has been beautiful. And it's now that he is the integral part of this team. It doesn't matter if they splash £60 million on Naby Keita, £45 million on Fabinho. It doesn't matter. Henderson's the one that's got to be starting every single week. He's doing the dirty work, and he's the reason why this team has been so hard to beat this year. Gary, you went for a midfielder as well. Slightly different central midfielder in Kevin De Bruyne. But why would you say Kevin De Bruyne merits the, the pick over Jordan Henderson? I think what's important to note here is that all three of you, uh, and you've made brilliant cases for all three of your players, I'm not going to lay into those players at all. But what you've said is that they've had a brilliant couple of seasons and you put it into the context of Liverpool's rise over recent years. Whereas De Bruyne has had a brilliant season. He has been the player of this season and he's been exceptional over this season. And that's what we're voting on. And that is why he's my pick over someone like Henderson. Obviously, De Bruyne is a fantastic footballer, but I think he benefits from playing under the best coach in the world. And I think that will have taken his game to a different level. You've also got the sort of the calibre of player within the Manchester City team that I think will also help. If you go back to the Mane sort of situation, Liverpool have a fantastic first eleven. Is their bench as strong as City? It's probably not. Also, I think Mane takes on extra responsibility outside of his role. I think De Bruyne's main role is to be a creator and he's the best in the league at that. But I think Mane is an all-round player. And out of all the players we've discussed, I think he's the best all-round player. He's selfless. He scores goals. He assists goals. He's a brilliant passer. He's probably, in my opinion, got the best first touch in the league. There have been a numerous occasions where balls have been fired into him. He just takes it down. There was one against Norwich recently. Ball over his shoulder. He took it down on the half turn, buried at bottom corner. I think he's generally the best all-round player in the league. And he should definitely be on the Ballon d'Or shortlist, top three, even win it. Carrie, what would you say to the argument that, all right, it's an award season and it acknowledges individuals, but in certain seasons, I think that has to sort of be overlooked when one team is so far superior to the rest. This season, Man City have lost seven games. Those were seven occasions, right? De Bruyne probably didn't play in all of them, but where De Bruyne didn't prove capable of turning the result around, whereas obviously Henderson, Mane, Van Dijk played in games and they've only suffered one defeat between them. And I think Henderson didn't even play in that game. Yeah, but I think the point that I would make in response to that is that it's very easy to be confident and to be game-changing and to take on more responsibility in a team that is already flying high on confidence, that is already fairly secure in the knowledge that they can win this. And you know, the idea that you're going in 
not complacent, but fairly secure that you're going to manage to get a result in whatever match you're playing. I don't think Manchester City as a squad, as a first team, have that feeling about them. And I think De Bruyne actually has stepped up. He's had to step up this season, you know, in the absence of you know, Vincent Company leaving, leaving the club. And he's taken the armband on a couple of occasions too. So in terms of that responsibility, that kind of transition into being the senior professional in the squad, he's also done that this year. So I think that's also a kind of a big change for him rather than being able to just get on with his game and creating as he would normally do. He's had to think about that wider position that he's got. Gary, I'll give you that. You absolutely smashed that argument. Let's instead turn to dismantling Marcus Foley's argument for Sadio Mane. <laughs> now, Foley, you've claimed Mane's this massive game changer, but he's scored fewer goals in the Premier League than Mohamed Salah this year. And all right, Roberto Firmino hasn't scored. But is it really a case that Sadio Mane's been this standout figure in the Liverpool attack? Or is it simply that Salah hasn't been as good as previous seasons, so Mane's kind of been elevated into the conversation? Uh, simple answer to that is no. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think he's been consistently fantastic and on each season he's sort of changed the needs of the team. So I think in the season where basically Salah was, was fantastic, got PFA player of the year, scored uh, a bucket load of goals, uh, Mane contributed 10 goals but 7 assists. The following season whereby uh, obviously Salah wasn't scoring as freely but still fairly freely, he scored 22 goals and only 1 assist and this season up until now he's got 14 goals and 7 assists. So I think that's key to the argument for Mane is he develops and changes his game for the benefit of the team. You, you can't measure a player's impact purely on numbers at the same time. So I think Mane offers basically a mixture of what Salah and Firmino offer in terms of he's got lovely link-up play and can get in behind and is a brilliant finisher. So I don't think he should be penalised for the fact that he will change for the betterment of the team. As I said earlier, he's one of the most selfless players in the Premier League. He's basically an all-round footballer. I don't think he has a weakness. And any, if anyone wants to tell me one of those weaknesses then uh, we, can, we can debate that, but I can't see one. Anyone want to tear into Van Dijk? I mean, <laughs> there's clearly no arguments against him, but you can try. I think for me, Van Dijk is a good example of the award itself and why this year, in response to my argument, it should actually go to Henderson. Last year, Van Dijk was, in terms of the last five or ten years, we haven't seen a defender, especially in England, play like that, like Van Dijk did. In the early parts of this millennium, we were used to, like John Terry, Rio Ferdinand, Nemanja Vidic, they were all elite defenders. For my money, Van Dijk has still been the best defender in the Premier League, but he's not been at the level he was last year because he might not ever get there again. That was such a good season. And actually, this year, there's no standout individual. In fact, my argument, again, all three of your selections is that they've all had good seasons, actually probably great seasons, but none of them have had that world-class season. You look back at the years, Kante, Mares, Suarez, Van Persie, Bale, like they were all unbelievable. No one's had that sort of campaign this year, which is, goes back to Liverpool and the way Klopp builds his teams as a collective unit, and no player represents that collective better than Jordan Henderson. There's no denying the excellence of Van Dijk. There's no denying the excellence of Van Dijk last season. But I think also you probably have to take into account, particularly last season, was the addition of uh, Alison Becker in goal as well. He adds a, another layer of protection behind Van Dijk, which allows Van Dijk to defend in a different way he would have had to defend if he had Mignolet or Carrius behind him. While Van Dijk was excellent last season, was deserving of it this season, is excellent again this season, Alison, you have to look at and you have to say he offered as much of a contribution towards their improvement defensively as Van Dijk. Okay, the only, the only comeback, I, I agree with all those points, but I think Van Dijk, even though he's, he's, he might not be at the same level as he was last season, maybe he's just down here, but I still think that surpasses everyone else. The reason is simple. 
that I think if you took Van Dijk out of this Liverpool team for 38 games, they wouldn't have a hope of winning the Premier League. They just might without Jordan Henderson and they just might without Sadio Mane. A fair point. Well made. What I would say is only Mark Hughes, Alan Shearer, Henri, Cristiano Ronaldo and Gareth Bale have won it twice. And only Henri and Ronaldo have won it in consecutive seasons. So while cracking arguments, I think it's null and void because just by a bias, people ain't going to vote for him. All right, then, that's it for today. Thanks very much to Marcus Foley, Pete Sharland and Carrie Dunn for joining me. Remember, you can vote for who you think should win the PFA Player of the Year. Have we convinced you? Head over to the Eurosport Twitter page now where there's a poll running and it'll be running until Saturday, I believe. You've been listening to Game of Opinions from Eurosport. Remember to like and share. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.